Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Don't forget to use the boys' room. Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia. Check out my wildcat pit hail. <laughs> oh, people. This is the Canon Canon. We're the podcast <laughs> where we talk about canon films and all of their output. I usually it say It certainly amazing. is, Jeff. Yes, it certainly it, is. It certainly is output. You know, our canon, the, the first to uh, create the idea of content, Sometimes where you're just like, <laughs> it's not necessarily you're creating good or bad all the time. You're just creating more content. Oh, people. So, yeah, uh, this is uh, we, we've talked about this before in other episodes. If you're coming here for Sahara, that's right. I'm going to say it right away what we're covering. If you're coming here for Sahara, then uh, I guess I'll give the quickest spiel. Yeah, we're the canon. We cover this stuff. We cover canon films and we have started off this new year. In some uh, rougher territory, uh, we are we are uh, covering all the can. We have done all the majors. We are covering yep. a lot of the canons that are uh, in the Canon Film Guide, Volume One and Two by Austin Trunick. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones we haven't hit, and uh, all of January we did Hot January. Hot January. Uh, that meant the two hot copies, uh, Hot Resort and Hot Chili. And we fit in them hot beefcakes, the barbarians. Oh, steaming oh. piles of beefcake. And it was nice. It was like a respite to get that steaming piles of beefcake, honestly. I, I mean, it. we loved I that, that fucking was, movie. I enjoyed it. I had fun. That movie is nothing but fun. And then there's the end of this. I know it's coming out in February, but this was the end of our hot annuary <laughs> the the hot is spilling over yeah because there's so and much hot you could say it's romantic a romantic february on the canon canon yeah, i don't know I how mean, we're gonna fit in other movies in that. <laughs> yeah we don't know we're not we sure where we're theme. going we don't next. have a theme for february yeah. look you know what february is just it's fuck it february we're fuck just it february <laughs> that's a great one already um so yeah we were like oh let's do some of these hot movies we need to hit sahara Brooke Shields, Sahara. We're not talking the Matthew McConaughey Sahara. No, uh, Steve Zahn. <laughs> Saving Silver Vinzo. That was a very good Steve Zahn. It's not a good Steve Zahn. I don't know what I did there, but it wasn't Steve Zahn. I mean, him being in uh, White Lotus season, what helps it come back? That if you did oh, have yeah. a Zahn in your pocket, that's great to have. <laughs> yeah. I've got one Zahn in my pocket, <laughs> and the other one's doing Seth Rogen. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, look, we're uh, at the Canon Canon. We're delirious. We're, we're delirious. Uh, we also, we try to be transparent. Look, yeah. here's the deal. Uh, we're in a tough patch here. We've talked about that. We yeah. are, uh, we've, we've had, we're in a touch path, touch. Oh my God. See, we're delirious. We are in a tough yeah. path of life. It's been a rough couple of months. We've had a lot of sick, a lot of COVID into my son has been sick for a week and a half out, uh, uh, it's just been kind of like nonstop already this yeah. January. And um, it's none of your business what's been happening to me, so 
fuck off. Yeah. You don't even you don't even <laughs> want to know. You don't even want to know, man. <laughs> but that also means uh, we generally have a buffer. We have a buffer of a couple weeks. We had a nice like almost month bu- buffer there for a minute. <laughs> that was the dream. Now we have no buffer. We really literally we days, we, literally <laughs> days. Like we are recording this on Wednesday. This will be out on Friday. We don't know what we're doing here, people. We are we're, we're we need to figure this out here. But also in full transparency, because of that and because of time stuff, I I predict this might be a shorter episode than usual. Yeah, because this is also a more boring movie than usual. Spoiler alert. Correct. <laughs> and so we uh, that's the deal, people. Uh, uh, so, I mean, we still I still have enough to say about Sahara. Oh, yeah. I, I'm surprised. I got actually. plenty to say. Oh, I got plenty to say about it, especially right away that we had this in hot January and it is not hot. It is. <laughs> The opposite of hot is like, uh, and, and not in a Bolero way, but we'll talk about the no. comparisons with Bolero. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just nothing. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, the, the stories behind the scenes are more interesting than anything oh, you're seeing yes. on screen. <laughs> oh yeah. But as we said, let's jump into it, Frank. Like, I mean, like, let's talk about something. Yeah. And if there's any info that you are lacking or you are wanting what do you do? Just go pick up the Canon film guide volume one by Austin Trunick. It's a very detailed chapter. It's yeah. really great. There's so much information, some that we will be, uh, you know, also bringing up as of well. Of course. But look, you know, because we're on a time crunch as we're delaying here, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we no, but seriously, do. pick it up. If you have it, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have it already. If you don't, what are you doing? Go buy it. Seriously. So, Sahara came out on December 2nd, 1983 in the UK and came out only on the West Coast on March 2nd, 1984. We'll go into why that was later. Right. Uh, directed by Andrew V. McClagan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Originally, John Guerrero. Uh, sorry, uh, Gerdeman. I don't know if I have that right. Uh, <laughs> it's uncredited, but he started and then left uh, for a reason we'll mention later. Written by Menachem Golan and James R. Silk, who we are very familiar with, uh, including our last episode. Yeah. Um, the budget was $25 million. The worldwide gross was $1.4 million. We're talking Ouch. about 1984, one of the best years in cinematic history because we got Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Gremlin. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I said Dune and I meant Doom. Gremlins. The Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Beverly Hills Cop, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Terms of Endearment, Romancing the Stone. Jeff, where do you think this landed? It might surprise you. Oh, I mean, I was going to say no registering, but I guess let me go 196. Close, 150. That high and only a West Coast. Which isn't bad for just a West Coast release. Now. Yes. It was beat by the re-release of A Christmas Story and <laughs> beat by The Smurfs and the Magical Flute. Now, it was also beat by these canon titles, Breakin', Missing in Action, Bolero, <laughs> Ninja Great, 3, boy. Making the Grade, Exterminator 2. 
So thinking of that, it's like, why not just release this movie? I mean, because yeah. it's probably going to chart a little bit. It's probably going to make a little bit more money if, if Bolero is at 86. Yeah. I mean, that is the interesting part is why. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting and it is mentioned in Austin's chapter, but why? Why at the same time? And he and, and, and Menachem had such a, a, a you know, a, a boner for this movie. Oh yeah. Um, in a Oscar, it was his epic. Way. This was his epic, but also he had Bolero, and you know gave that the. I like. I wonder if it just like people got in the way of it. I wonder if the maybe her mother. Um. Yeah. Somehow. That was, so one of the biggest reasons behind the mess of this movie, uh, one of let's not place all the blame on Brooke Shields' mother, Terry. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um. So. One of the selling points, according to Austin's book, was that she got to be a producer on this film. Right. And because she was a producer, she had a lot of say. She also had a say in who will be the leading man. Right. Uh, with Brooke. And uh, I say Brooke because we're on a first name basis. No yes. big whoop. Um, we just ate at Sugarfish yesterday. So Brooke got in between one and 1.5 million. Yes. Uh, which doesn't cover even the growth, like the gross that they pulled in. No. Uh, and then, yeah, her her mother got a fee of whatever, 250. Yeah, 250K. And producer credit. And as you are saying, had like say. Lots yeah. of say. Lots of say. Script. Yeah. Uh, scenes. You know, Eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> eyebrows. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, you know, uh, when you have that and then Menachem also being on set trying to direct even though he's not directing yeah and he's conflicted he's having conflicts with brooks mom and the director and mgm i guess at this time yeah. and everybody's trying to put their stamp on it Too oh because importantly this is the movie that is like credited with breaking up the mgm deal yeah like because they were this was the last straw they were just like this movie's garbage like it stinks. Like I we wouldn't cannot... say it's garbage. It's just boring trash. Yes. Well, <laughs> no, it's I, not it boring trash. It's not it's trash. Boring. It's boring. It is, that, well, that so that it is looks a, good. That's the thing. Like this is a. Uh, uh, there's just, it's I I I recognize that like this is a certain type of canon film, where there's nothing. Uh. uh there's nothing egregiously wrong with it. Yeah. Like it literally, like you watch it and like, even as you're watching, that's partly why it's so boring when it comes to like an action movie, when it comes to their hat on a hat style, you're like, okay, that was a crazy idea or that was a budget constraint thing. Uh, that's not the case for this. It looks like a, 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 a standard movie. There's not many sections per se that you would like be like, oh, that's a canon move. Beyond the hubris of just thinking this boring story is Oscar worthy, but because yeah. that it does look like they put money in, it does look like the thing that MGM would be like, "What are we doing here?" Uh, yeah, and Jeff and it and then misses the charm of uh, the all the other type of canon films we love. Exactly. You know what I compare it to, Jeff? What's it's that? like if you and I were to wear a tux. Right. Yes. It may look nice, but underneath we're still the slime balls. Right. You know, yes. we're still not going to we don't belong here. We don't belong in this tux. No, we don't feel comfortable in this tux. 
a little bit of our personality is probably going to come through, but we're going to be like, we can't, ooh, we can't uh, freak out the stiffs, right? <laughs> and so, like you could, and you would be able to tell. We don't hardly even know how to tie a normal tie, let alone a bow tie. Right, like, we're a bunch of hobos in this thing, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody guffaws at us. I mean, here's we, the yes. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, there's a, this is a quote from Menachem about uh, Brooke. But also kind of just shows the cluelessness in that charming way that Menachem has, but when he gets Oscarized. And maybe we've never like that's like I feel like is a Menachem turn. Like Oscar eyes get in the way of things. Like he gets his eye on that prize and maybe doesn't do the thing that makes his touch so charming. Uh and so he's got Oscar eyes from with Brooke, and he says, Brooke is the most beautiful creature on earth. Already creepy. She's young. She is the genie of the desert. And Lambert is a wild man, but educated. He wants to rape her, but he controls himself. We are not afraid here of cliches. That is true with canon. And then this is a line that really kind of blew me, but also led to where it I was blew like, you away. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, my brain is broken here. Uh, it blew me away, but I want a beautiful romantic blockbuster where all American kids will identify. So right what? there is is when Menachem has Oscar eyes on, and he squeeze me, excuse me, baking powder. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, he thinks that this movie is because when you're kind of watching it, there is a bit of like, who is this for? Yeah. Um uh it because here's the thing and not in a not I'm not saying it in a gross way like yes Brooke Shields uh, is this like superstar and is like known yeah. for her her you know her sadly her beauty and then also sadly her sexuality which yeah. is such a rough part of her It's really career. fucked up. Like really fu- especially when you're like mm, the mom is Right there yeah. <laughs> with every choice. And by the way, Zeffirelli, what are you doing, Zeffirelli? Um, because, yeah, like she was in Blue Lagoon, Pretty Baby, Endless yeah. Love. Endless Love. Uh, all these movies. And then was in like this, like essentially child porn pick for yeah. a magazine. Like when she was like 10, like she has been sexualized from the beginning. But then so oddly, unlike. Bolero, where you've got like, you know, Bo Derek is kind of in like same but different situation. Like where she is like early on groomed basically and like sexualized way too early. Uh but you know, there is like there there's in Sahara, there isn't even that much like sensuality or sexuality, weirdly. Like, just because it is the way they're talking about her nonstop. And and then story-wise, there's not much. And it just kind of adds up to this, like, at least... At least you could see what they were going for with Bolero. You know what I mean? Right. In a creepy way. Like, and, and in this, it just shows, like, he thinks the kids of America are going to relate to Brooke... In this movie that is, if we were summing up what this movie is, boring cannonball run <laughs> in the desert. Yeah. Merged with a uh, Bedouin war uh, and complicated 
uh, Saharan politics handled through the canon lens. Yeah. And Brooke Shields is in the middle of it all. Like, and, like and, Lawrence of Arabia type of. Lawrence of Arabia, Valentino. You know, Ranger, yeah. Yes, which is weird again because it's like if they came out the same time, Bolero and this, like it's kind of based off the same idea. Like, yeah. remember the 1920s? Like, about sort sheiks. of film. Like, he's about very sheiks. obsessed with sheiks. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also a little bit of, I've never seen it, but Ford versus Ferrari or Tucker the Man and His yeah, Tree thrown would, in there. <laughs> I just, I thought about Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, because man. I always remember the guy when I went to go see, I remember uh, when I lived in Glendale, there was a, there is a movie theater there that had like, uh, movies for five dollars on Tuesdays during uh-huh. the day. So I'd go see two movies, you know, back to back for ten bucks. And then this old guy was waiting around. He's like, "What are you going to see?" And I forgot at that time what it was. It probably wasn't anything good. And he goes, "Oh, I'm seeing uh, Ford versus Ferrari for the sixth time." And I was wow. like, "Wow, okay." And it was dude. Jay Leno, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you see this? You see this? You see this? Uh, you're going to see Birds of Prey. Well, I pray that you go see Ford versus Ferrari. (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. to Jay Leno's garage. Uh, (laughs) He should have never been there. Should (laughs) have never been in that car. (laughs) Should have never been there. Um, But yeah, it is. uh, I mean, because, yeah, essentially in this movie, Brooke Shields is playing the daughter of a a a millionaire in the 20s. She's a flapper. He you know, maybe... Gordon Cars, the popular Gordon Cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gordon Cars, which are competing with, uh, you know, uh, uh, they. I think they say like Lamborghini. They like say yeah. different names of cars. And that essentially he he's very rich. She's a flapper. She So she's, you know, drives is what we're supposed to get out of this. Another. Yeah weird part of this movie that is actually very canon is that she was you know too young to drive so they've got a special permit to allow her to drive a car on the set and then she got into an accident um with monocle in the back seat in the back perfect perfect because he told her to go faster because she was only allowed to drive a certain amount yeah or uh, a certain speed and he was like of course faster faster and then that's how they got in the accident and almost died Ugh, Menachem, your ideas. And so this dad is uh, uh, overdrawn from money. Like, he needs money. He's got this investor, and the investor is like, I'll invest if you win the boring cannonball run, basically, which is the African... There's some name to it. I couldn't... I kept trying to write down. I was like, I don't know what this is. It's like the the (laughs) inter-African speed race and it's essentially you got to drive for like eight days through the desert and the guy's like if you win that i'm gonna invest in this car and also at that same point when you're when she crashes in the movie you're like wait is that the real crash i know (laughs) it's like because it does look a little like oh geez yeah um because that's how we're introduced to brooke is she's racing and then there's something about, oh, there's metal in the fucking engine. We got to clean that out. And then the dad is like, I'm going to test this out. And then we don't see the accident. And I was no. confused that he actually was dying. Yeah, um, I, I, was, I thought he died. But then she goes to visit him. And once again, <laughs> I don't know what happened to my throat there. And once again, Jeff, what what you bring up that I, I now I can't help but see it in every movie I watch like, 
Those those bandages are bloody. Change them. What are you oh my doing? God. Disgusting it's bandages. Oozing. Yes, he he needs some. He is rich. He's the one percent of nineteen twenty seven Detroit or wherever the they roaring twenties. The <laughs> roaring twenties, where they're also roaring with blood coming out of their bandages. Um, and so yeah, he's basically like, "Hey, baby, I'm dying. Go win this race for me." Yeah. Uh, caveat: They, you got to be a guy. They don't um, allow women because nineteen twenties policies for everywhere. Yes. <laughs> By the way, 1920s policies that ultimately don't matter that much. No. 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 <laughs> um, and and I think that's again. So basically she goes to the Sahara. Uh, and but she is dressed as a a little boy. A little boy with a John Waters mustache. It looks like um like how the the gender bending of eighties music videos basically like it's a Duran yes. Duran video or or Metal Mickey from the Suede you know yes like, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent yeah because there's no way I mean the biggest suspension of disbelief that you have to have in this movie is that anyone believes her that yeah. it's not Brooke Shields like this the this and and that is that's part of the you know, what we assume is the Menachem idea is like, won't it be funny slash scandalous such people will love it that she is like dressed as a, a man for a little while. Like they, like how shocking and fun that will be. But yeah. that's also, and look, we are no fan of the Razzies here. No, we have said it before. Sir. But this is one of the few times where it is kind of funny that apparently she got <laughs> two Razzie nominations for this movie. One for being Brooke Shields as lead actor and then one for being Brooke Shields dressed as a man. <laughs> because it is pretty rough. You're immediately, you're just like, oh yeah. boy. What is, and because it's not, that's why it's unclear what it's for and who it's for at that time. Like, and why he thinks it's for kids. Like, is it supposed to be a romp? Is it supposed to be fun? Is it supposed to be a reference? Is it like a tonal reference? Uh, it's unclear when it's kind of funny. It's unclear when it's supposed to be serious. Um, well, the movie opens with uh, uh, their term, quote unquote, gypsies being hunted mm -hmm. down right? with panthers. Panthers and with leopards. Panthers and leopards. Yeah, a panther and a leopard on a leash. And why the panther and leopard are there when they just shoot them anyway? They just execute them. Yeah. That's how the movie starts. Brutal executions, too. Like, yeah, Violent. brutal execution. And it's almost like, as brutal as the seeping bandages on her dad's face. <laughs> but so that's how it opens. Yeah. So the night that then it goes to the the flapper party and you know the 1920s everybody's celebrating hey <laughs> look at here we got some of the Gordon tip uh, but you know although I guess we didn't go to the party yet they went to the the racing and the then race. the party we're but anyway but so that's what you were saying like who is this for what's the tone like yeah and then they travel there and all of a sudden it's just kind of got this romance where she goes out on the balcony without yes. being incognito and you're like what the fuck are you doing. Right. People know that's your room. Right. You know, <laughs> what are you we're doing? all looking at you. You're on the balcony, baby. What's going on here? You're a beautiful woman out here on the balcony. 
You are literally known across the world for your hair, your face, and your eyebrows. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it is... I mean, I'll also say an extra added element that was uh, luckily uh, fixed itself. So this movie is, you know, harder to find. I think you can rent it. I'm not sure if you rented it, but I watched it. I did it. rent it, Okay, yeah. Okay, well, because I watched it on a Daily Motion link I found, and I right. think my internet was being odd that oh, day because I was having problems with my Spotify, but, like, the first 20 minutes... Because also, again, we will give a confession here. Uh, I watched this movie in five-minute increments, partly because <laughs> of life, but also I was just like, I can't stick with this yeah. for longer than five. And, and you texted I had to me. take a couple of breaks. Yeah, I had yeah. to take a couple of breaks. <laughs> you text. I can't remember what you said. I feel like you said something like the most scandalous part about this movie is how boring it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was after 12 minutes. Yeah, there was only 12 minutes in, and I was like, fuck, I still haven't eaten. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but my uh the daily motion link was speeding up things now and then oh and it was so doing you a favor jeff it, it was, was doing me a little bit it was doing my move because i didn't have the skip ahead move on there but so when it got to the flapper party i was like <laughs> oh no did madaka make a choice to make it like because like find out it's a uh, baz lerman who actually did the backup for <laughs> he was the backup ad Might have been. he's like let me have a crick in it. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Because, um, yeah, it was just everything was weirdly sped up like a cartoon. And then right. luckily it chilled out because I was about to go rent it because it was driving me so nuts. They because probably also the movie did that. was driving me nuts. Sometimes with like if you find movies on there, they speed it up or they slow it down because then it's technically not the movie yes. as a full. Like they've they fucked with it. So technically it's not, you know, that's so what I was worried about. A- it maybe it did chill out and they only did for the first 20 and maybe they just figured we wouldn't notice because again it's flapper dancing so it's like that's how we know the 20 (laughs) exactly um but yeah like it's it uh, it also we have to say like we like you mentioned the facts like all the people behind it how there were like three directors but like this is ultimately too a too many cooks because there were possibly also up to eight writers doing yeah. passes until we got to the final James R. Silk screenplay, whatever his version was, you know? Well, um, her, uh, Brooke's mom, Terry, talking about the original draft saying that she wanted it changed because there were too many rape scenes. Yeah. And it's like, Monaco, what? You just talked about this movie relating to American kids. Right. And then, of course, you have to throw in, I mean, look, I mean, it's part of a canon thing where you're probably going to see a scene like that where it's sure. just like why I mean it, it, that's the part where it's good that there were too many cooks because it it it, it got rid of yeah that many uncomfortable scenes uh uh there is still enough in here but actually uh, to the point where you're like oh it's borderline tasteful for canon yeah um uh uh and not you know not that we were looking for them but also then you're just like and just becomes just like what exactly is this movie like what is this weird kind of boring movie um so yeah that guy that all those all those uh as the word they use gypsies gets murdered bloodily uh but one of them survives and kind of uh is fun in it like i don't know what his role is supposed to be 
doesn't talk. He's kind of. I feel of, like he wanted a precocious child to kind of like. Like add, a short round. Kind of, yeah, exactly. I think they he wanted that kind of, um, you know, archetype in there. But then the kid doesn't do anything. You no. think like when he, he picks up the mirror, he'd be like, oh, I thought he was going to try to give it back to her. And they're like, oh, no, our cover's blown. He's like, don't worry. I won't tell anybody. I'm here to help. You know, like anything right. like something like that. Shoe shining. Later. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he do anything the old guy uh, yeah. in the desert after they kidnap her. But I don't know. Yeah. He does nothing. Yeah. He, d- he He's just there for not really comic relief. Uh, but yeah, she, so they get there. They're just like, cool. You're a dude. Uh, there's no room booked for no particular reason. But then we find, oh, there's this German guy and he gives her his suite he was friends with her dad. Well, they canceled but, it because the dad died. Oh, right. That was why, because the dad he died. he wasn't going to be there, so that's why they canceled it. And the then Brooke room. goes, well, no, I'm here. I'm a man. Right. <laughs> Doing her weird Can't voice. you tell? <laughs> my petrol thin mustache says I'm a man. Smell my musk. But then, so we find out that that German guy was friends with her dad. And then, spoily, we're going to find out that he is also a arms dealer. He's not really... So here's the confusing part. Because this movie also, it gets stuck where you're like, all right, I guess this movie's going to be Cannonball Run. And then we'll they kind of forget about the race for a long time. Yeah. And in theory, that German guy's an arms dealer, and his whole deal is that he's trying to get the car to they're they're essentially when they start the race they're like all right by the way here's the deal no women get them chicks out also surprise there's a war uh and uh and there's two paths you could go there's a long path that's gonna take you like eight days the short path is like four or five days but you gotta go drive through this war godspeed uh, uh, it's between two groups of, uh, 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 Bedouins, I believe they'd say, which is also, again, this is a canon move. They use actual Bedouin people and then yeah. the leads, they put everyone in brown face. In brown face, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Oops. yeah, with accents too. Well, Either, the bad, the well, half of them, half of them the... doing accents, half of them just like, Not, I'm yeah. so British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just happen to be British because I can't do the accent. I mean, Ted McGinley was apparently considered Ted McGinley, the sitcom killer, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, unfairly uh, yeah, uh, labeled. I, I, I like Ted McGinley. Just I fine. do, too. But uh, he was going to be the lead, but uh, he couldn't get the accent down, apparently. But man, the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark, who was the Nazi, who's playing the other of uh, the the Panther guy, Beg or Bed or whatever Beg, his name, I yeah, think, Beg, yeah, I think I Ooh, did not realize that was is. him till after. I didn't realize that either, but I was like, who is this guy really pushing it with? Yeah. <laughs> this stereotype, he's really like, pushing it. Yeah, oof. Because on the other end, you've got uh, what Jonathan Reese Davies? Yeah, I mean, and it's we great, love him. But- yeah, but you know, he got he's typecast in that. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing his shit, you know. He's he's getting ready to say we named you named the dog Indiana down the line, <laughs> but uh he's yeah, he's got his brown face on. I mean that is so then that gets extra awkward cuz it's like, okay, so you used the 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 real people that you are using for the story but could not 
be bothered with the main actor. So it just makes or it getting extra the skin work. tone correct or having not any even kind close. Of respect for like yeah. So it's like whatever. I know we're speaking from the lens of now. We get it. We know, but but it's a val. Like I mean, I think even Austin says like even the lens of then you might have been like yeesh. It's probably why some of the reviews were bad. You know, yeah. I'm sure that they were just like. Eh. It doesn't help. Uh, and so, yeah, they decide uh, to do the short round, the the, the, the shortcut. They decide yeah. to, when they get going. Oh, because also, by the way, which drove me nuts, along with the balcony, when they're driving and they're like five, like five feet away from the starting point. Yeah. And Brooke is like, so much for that. Here's my like, now? box. And they're yeah. like, no. It's like, hee hee. Right. And she reveals because apparently they were out of view. Yes. Of the, but I was like, wouldn't you just, I mean, is it really that? Like, I guess it wouldn't. I, I mean, I was, I, I originally wrote down like, just wait till you win the race. But no. No. Like, that would be a better reveal being like, ha ha. Yes. You know. I mean, I also stand behind because F you know, spoiler, she she wins the race. Because also they remember that the race is the plot out of nowhere. <laughs> also, what is the geography? If there were yeah. days, what are the if I don't understand the geography whatsoever? Yeah. <laughs> they travel so if they oh okay. It makes they say at the beginning, oh, that's six days away, or this is four days, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden at the end, when they're warring with uh Panther guy, yeah, they see the the German car go by and they're like, he's like, go, go. And then they get into the race, and all of a sudden they're like that close. Like it's it's like almost like it's over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Where the finish line is. And it's like that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. I mean, I think you get distracted. They're they're hoping you get distracted by the fact that's like, oh, right. The race is part of the plot. That's what we're supposed to be caring about. Like, I guess we should. uh, It doesn't matter that we're apparently just like, oh, yeah, it's over there. You can just go over there. Um, So that's what I was saying before is like, so the German guy is an arms dealer. He's bringing a armored car, which is the car he's driving to beg the, 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 the bad guy. Who happens to live very close to the finish line? Why didn't they just go to the finish line yes, while they were exactly. there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, get win the race, go back, give them the car. So I mean, and they do make like a kind of cool car. There's like, what? That's just a car. And it's like, here's this crazy no. armor that I'm putting up. But he prototype, prototype man. <laughs> He's proto tank, <laughs> proto tank. It's a prototype of a proto tank. Uh, he still cares about winning the race is it because he's not getting paid by bay which is a whole jokey subplot like no before you get the silver we must oil the women and <laughs> celebrate right. etc um but yeah because basically they get into the sahara uh uh and she's dropped her makeup etc uh and the the sheiks that they had seen in before the race that were jumping over the hot rod with their horses are there. They're in the tribal war. They get her. There's a there. I I you get confused in the complicated like canon take on what the politics are. There's like a whole yeah. thing that like the the good sheiks quote unquote who are the black 
outfitted Bedouins are supposed to be protecting the quote unquote gypsies. Like that's part of their deal. It's unclear they protect why. the land, the people of the land. Yeah, they protect the people of the land. So they're supposed to give them food, shelter, and water. Uh, uh, and then you know they reverse it for this. The people wearing the white are the bad guys. That's it. Uh, but and so essentially they 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 did they wake up at that murder scene where all those dead bodies were laying there? They're like, oh shit, we were asleep. Like I got confused on that. I was very confused by that too because I thought they they had just stopped. Right, and then they were like, "All right, let's uh, let's make a camp. Let's bed down." And then she laid down, and she goes, "Oh!" And then yeah. it reveals, and it's like you didn't see that when you were driving up the pile yeah. of bodies. Doesn't seem like it. Just but a I bunch of dead makes, nomads. I, I think you yours makes sense that they were they slept there for the night. Right, they couldn't see that, right. and then when they woke up, they're like, "Holy shit!" But this map That's says it's a Chandra well or something. <laughs> They're like, got some crazy logic. Uh, but yeah, and so they end up in the middle of the tribal war, as they keep calling it. And now it's definitely a less fun Smokey and the Bandit cannonball run. It's just, all right, we're in the middle of war. And so John Reese davies is the, he's the uncle of the leader. Yes. and But he kidnaps Brooke. Yes. And it's basically like, all right, you're mine. You're my slave. As by law. As by law. Uh, you're my slave. Blah, blah, blah. Eventually, it turns in she's the blue-eyed devil. Uh, yeah. That becomes a whole thing. And then the the prince, who is his nephew, is the good guy. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't have her. Don't take her. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a, you know virginity sort of thing and they they do a lot of dancing around that feels like that to me feels like the script con- consultation of the mother of Brooke Shields' yeah. mother where it's like we don't want to sexualize her too much but we can talk about it just right. like around it uh and so and yeah have he's, her shower under a waterfall in all white yeah wet t-shirt contest <laughs> um she definitely does when they go to an oasis. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, my goodness, so much water. Turn around. It's like, it's so cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my nips are so hard. It's like, it's <laughs> essentially what's going on there. Again, you're like, young, too young. This is <laughs> this is real creepy. Uh, and then eventually that she does turn around and catch a, a nip, a nip pick. <laughs> of yeah. Them. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I'm going to marry her. Then you can't have her. The uncle's like, no. Which also gets confusing. Like where you're like, what exactly are the roles here? Like uh the yeah. poli- the you know, the, the cultural well, politics of this world. He mentions like the law says that she is mine, and he goes, I am the law. And I was like, Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> then Anthrax starts playing. <laughs> but I was like, Yeah, so there was a conflict there because his dad was the leader and then he died. So then the son took over as is his right. Right. But the uncle. Yeah. That's a piece of information I missed. Yeah. So that, that's why there's like conflict there. Cause I think the uncle thought like, well, I should be the one leading and that's why he's pushing back so much and, and questioning the son's role. And he's like, you live in your father's shadow. You're, you were no, man like your father he right. wouldn't have done this he would have like uh, abided by my wishes because I, by law i she is mine 
and to give it some credit, like that's the connective tissue of what their bond could be. Cause it, it is a little unclear. Like, it's just kind of like why she's going along with falling in love with him. Like he's not really proving enough, but like there maybe is an argument of just like, Oh, they both have dad issues. <laughs> they both are trying to prove themselves to this kind of like you know, larger than life dad. Like in one case, ford ferrari in the other case uh you know a a a king um uh and so yeah it it it, and it is around here that i wrote for myself that like it looks nice enough like and i was like this is where the boringness is coming in it it was it was cheap prestige yeah is what i think yeah exactly it looked good it like the shots were great like it looked like a genuine it's one of the few canon movies that actually had like that looks like a a big budget movie. Yeah. And then it's still and and it's it's inter- that the most interesting part of the movie is to kind of figure out what is that canon touch that is making it not feel serious, like making it kind of boring. Um uh and and you know, I think part of it is just the too many cooks. Um uh I kind of like this the horse stamping out the scorpions. <laughs> oh, creepy. I hated anytime you could I scorpions freak me out. Yeah. But that that scene where they bury the guys up to the also, oh, this here's what's a canon move. Those actors actually having to have those bugs on their face while they're buried in sand, Jeff. Terrible. They're buried in sand and their heads are there and they can't do shit about those bugs crawling all over them, those beetles and scorpions near their face. What the living, breathing fuck. Exactly. I mean, put every fear together and then make them do it in the middle of the Israeli desert <laughs> and probably for not enough money because I don't know if there's enough money in the world to make me be buried and sad with no. no way to get out with bugs. You we all know my feeling on bugs, and I know you're feeling on them scorps. And yeah. if it was the scorpions, if it was the band the scorpions, if it was the band the scorpions, I'd be all I'd be okay with it. I'd be hanging out in the zoo all day long, baby. Scorpions. Big city, big city <laughs> nights. Yeah, get me rolling. Oh, me and Klaus Dinger or whatever his name is <laughs> would be living it up. Um. But yeah, it was, uh, I, I hated that part. I hated any of the scorpion stuff. I remember going to a zoo and we went into the bug part and the scorpions, like my kid really liked them. And I was just like, we got to get out of here, buddy. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Um, you went, let's go. I'm scorpions. And so, yeah, we find out the Germans are war profiteer, uh, yeah, beg or whatever his name says, kill the goats, oil the women. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, uh, and so we also then find out that there is a English butler, basically, who is a professor yeah. at Cambridge who lives there. Who's Haley Mills' dad. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I should know his name. It's, his last name is Mills, but uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Mills. Um, and <laughs> well, <laughs> what's that? Crosby, Mills, the... Crosby, Mills, Nash, and Young. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, even his when he explained why he was there, I was like, 
Excuse me, baking powder. Why exactly are you here? Yeah, <laughs> really talking around he this was, whole idea. He was a, uh, a a professor at Cambridge. That's why his name is Cambridge. Yep. Um, and, and he decided to be a slave. He just thought, well, why not? I love the desert. He's got some line that's like when you feel the John tan Mills, on sorry. your John Mills. When you feel the tan on your skin, an Englishman feels the tan on their skin. You can't go back or something like that. And you're like, yeah. Oh, he says a, a, an Englishman who enjoys the noon sun too much or something that's like it. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, talking around while you're here. All right, we all have stories. I get it. Um, I mean, and he's supposed to be like the helpful butler which he you know is in some ways but he also his right away his main suggestion is just like passionate surrender yeah basically he's like stay alive by boning any means, yeah. yeah any means necessary and the means will be that you got a bone the um, means is the meats <laughs> uh dramatic or you know uh big uh, tone changes we have comical driving lesson uh oh, bags not paying it, it, when it's comedy they it really sprinkle is. it oh, in boy. too. Yeah. Oh, they sprinkle. They go back to the race and like yeah. everybody being like ooh because they run into uh, rocks and they whatever. <laughs> they make. Is it the Italian car that are like the biggest goofballs? Like they're constantly blowing. Like they're the ones like oh, mamma mia, basically. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's Golan probably. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's got issues with. Yeah, he's got Italians. issues with Italians, so <laughs> yeah. he's making them look really stupid. It's also hard. They sprinkle in the comedy, so it's shocking when it happens, and because it's not that strong, it's not strong at all. But also, yeah. they do take enough time. When the goes back to the race, like you said, you forget that again there was a race, and yeah. they merge the comical racing where the camels are dragging them. <laughs> Jesus right. criminy! Um, and so yeah, they they look out for the gypsies. There's like they go to the waterfall. It's basically just like let's watch her get romanced while she's yeah. trying to not passionately surrender. Uh, we get that uh, wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> Uh, a real uh, stinky scene uh but yeah they they bond over loving their dads yeah i have a i just kind of speaking of the them buried in the sand did they leave them there when they got attacked oh they might have because shortly <laughs> after that's when they get attacked and they retreat over the hill right right <laughs> they just leave them there oh, but then they're boy. okay later I wouldn't put it past that they left the actors there too and started doing right. another scene. They're like, hello. It's like, guys, They're like, hello. quiet. We're filming. <laughs> I said, quiet on set. Um, <laughs> I did unintentionally. This is one of the few canon movies find it uh, kind of funny when he does look down at her nips, but they just keep zooming in back and forth. Yeah. And there's almost like one too many zoom ins. Like it feels <laughs> like a sketch. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I was just waiting for it, like a bang. Yeah. Um, hey, my eyes are up here, <laughs> but you can keep looking down there. Ooh. <laughs> uh, then she ends up in the middle of the murder. They leave the bug guys behind because <laughs> they're torturing them. Uh, this is where we do find out, hey, she's a modern woman. She can do yeah. it all. She can murder. 
She can kill people with. She's got she's dynamite. The, she's got dynamite. She's well, the only one with aim, like with the Jeff, guns. <laughs> this was we were we're skipping a huge part here. So he tricks her, not tricks her. He doesn't say that 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 she he is trying to marry her or she has accepted that. Right. Because she thinks like he thinks like oh uh she's he's gonna let me go. To win, no. win the race. She's still got she's still hooked on that fucking race. And he's like, No, uh, you're married now and What you uh, talking about, like, Brooke? Yeah. She's like, uh, stick it up your butt, uh, Pizza Hut, because we're not doing this. And then but eventually How all about of a, a sudden, pan fried nowhere. turd? I ain't doing this. <laughs> but she's just like she eventually she's like, you know what, okay, but I think she did it to trick him. So they have a wedding ceremony, which the wedding song actually kind of slapped. Uh, I was, I was like, you put, you, same- <laughs> you put that into a hip hop song, and it would oh. fucking destroy. Like it yeah, was like, great. it was great. It was the best. I mean, yeah, the music is totally. It's Ennio Morricone. We have to say right. too, not that song. Obviously, It'd be amazing if that's what he <laughs> right. did. Um, so you know, again, it's like cheap prestige. It works. The music, you're just like, yeah, that's good for this dub scene. Uh, but yeah, that that song fucking does slap. Like it, it yeah. was like I was like, this is fucking killer, man. The beat's great. And then they have the most awkward sex scene. So awkward. He is. Uh, he's got to be a virgin himself. He is just moving his head around. That body is yeah. just as stiff as a board. <laughs> it really is stiff as a board, light as a feather, all over her. <laughs> and also, I was I was kind of looking closely to see if any of the 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 paint would have come off on her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just smeared because yes. of him in brown face Ugh. like when they grossly do like a simpsons porn parody <laughs> like, yeah you know, like ugh, everything smeared uh, around like the, the yellows all like smearing uh, off <laughs> grody um i did stop like doing it stop doing I, that <laughs> stop doing it stop people it. seriously just stop it porn <laughs> stop it um i did there's a look that uh jonathan reese davies gives when she's after she's murdered some people that like truly in my brain, it was like it. I was like, he's a good actor because in this look, he's basically like, hmm, I guess yeah. we need to reevaluate our entire culture and all of our ideas about blue eyed demons <laughs> that I have been nonstop talking about since the minute you met me. <laughs> I have expected him to be like, I'm sorry I tried to rape you yes. and you're not a blue eyed demon. You're a blue eyed <laughs> angel. You're my angel. <laughs> Come uh, and Ooh, speaking of creeps. Yeah. Number one creep. Uh, I talk with, about all the time. Uh, with oh, underage girls. Whoops. Yeah. Giggly. Uh, something we always knew. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> just agree, God. Um, I loved when after the wedding, he like basically was like, I present to you my bed. <laughs> like right. He's had yes, it exactly. The like Check it was this shit out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh, nice. Great. <laughs> like she's going right. to clap for it. Um, Get on it. It's soft. You'll see. <laughs> it was around the bed part two and around that awkward, awkward sex scene. Uh, and right before she smells his scarf <laughs> and I thought it was his underwear. And then I realized she was going to wrap it around his head. I was like, what is going on here? Um, I realized it it's not. That she loves him. Exactly. She does. She's bonding. Uh, always want his his smell on her. Uh, the it's not just that there's uh, less sexual encounters in this, which makes it like a lighter bolero, but it was like you know the conceit of bolero was more like closer to what I assume is like a Matahari, 
where it's right. like everyone will do literally everything for her and bend over backwards and like kill people for her versus in this Brooke is like, yeah, I'll do like enough. Like, I'm not going to like really go crazy, but like, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you some, I'll get to like, you know, the, a little bit of proving to you. And so it does, it's around the time again, where you're just like, what are we watching? Like what? It, it's like not <laughs> driven enough. It's just yeah. like, okay. So it's about this woman who everyone is like pretty into, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, which is weird when it's Brooke Shields. Because you're like, oh, she is the equivalent in a different way of Bo Derek. Like, that's what, you know, Bolero is banking on, is this weird obsession America yeah. had with Bo Derek. Um, that weird obsession being barely legal porn, um, which is America's love. <laughs> Wait, what was this uh, thing that Austin pointed out about the Playboy magazine, Sugar and Spice, or what was it? It was like... I mean that it, I think her mother. I can't remember the exact quote. Like that's the one. Are you? Is it that the mother like basically like legally found the way to say that it wasn't child pornography? Right. Well, she tried to. Yeah. Well, no, she tried to say because the the she she okayed it, but the right. photographer was like trying to sell the photos as she became more popular, and then she took the guy to court. Yeah, but the judge ruled it wasn't child porn, but then told her you can't exploit your child, and then say you can't exploit my child. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your exploitation cake and eat it too. <laughs> like yeah, Brooke Shields, basically. Mom. Yeah, and which does seem to be the career of Brooke Shields with her mother. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Wild. Um. So she gets married, they have terrible sex, and then she sneaks out because she's like, I also still want to win this race. Yeah. Gotta win the race. She's getting out there. And the uh, precocious uh, child helps that's her where out. He helps out. Yep. Uh, uh, and then British guy, Cambridge is helping her out. He uh, just happened to be in the back seat. And yeah. Like, Hello. Hello. I wouldn't Help. want you getting lost. Helps her out terribly, too. That's also and they get why. Quite this, immediately. This movie is just like beyond boring it gets frustrating because it does have a lot of those scenes it's like oh this guy's gonna help i don't want you to get lost mm, sorry within literally 30 seconds i'm we're gonna get caught i'm gonna get stabbed you're gonna get kidnapped again and that's the thing is like you don't sit there going oh man she's kidnapped again like you're instead you're like oh god she's kidnapped again jesus christ can we get it's this moving it gets boring in the parts that shouldn't be boring, and then it rushes through the parts that you should spend more time on. Yes. And Ennio Morricone's music is constantly trying to convince you that the parts that are boring are not as boring. Yeah, um, yeah it is shocking. It's like you can do the math of when it's supposed to be exciting is when it's at its most boring. Um, uh, and so she so, gets caught. Yeah, yeah she gets caught. Uh yeah, I, I thought they killed the British guy. I, I, I think thought I missed... so too, and then he shows up later. Cause then he holds his neck. Right. And I was like, oh, did they slit his throat? Right. I guess I missed, but then like the kid finds him. I don't know why the kid's there. No. No idea. Just happens to find them, brings him back, and he's in a sling. Yeah. I oh. thought he I didn't realize he got an arm wound. I thought it was a more fatal wound myself, but uh yeah. 
I don't know. Again, you get distracted by Ennio's music. I forgot that I did write down that it constantly is convincing that we should care about anything, but yeah. does also distract the amount of horses that are getting their legs broken. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, again, too competently made. This whole fight scene, there's like that we see a lot of the battle. It's the closest to a cannon move. Just there's a couple of moments where like when the guys get shot, you're like, did you jump before? Yeah, the gunshot and the the boulders that keep falling look like giant paper machines. They're like rocks. bouncing, yeah. And then yeah. the guys are like, "Oh, they're like ten feet away and knocked yeah. over." And also, like the guy hiding his face while he's shooting, so that way when he gets shot in the face, he can turn around and show the blood. Yes, yeah. Again, another move like of that is that actually the cannon move where you're like, it's just surprisingly bloody sometimes, like yeah. surprisingly violent sometimes. Um. You know the battle's okay, but then you more get distracted because she ends up in some cave hole, and she's in a cave yeah. hole in a cave hole. <laughs> the wildcat pit, that old wildcat pit. cats, which I was like, oh my god, these cat. You know, especially where they show them fighting, I was like, these animals are so abused, and they had, one the panther has fire thrown at him. Yes, fire, I, a literal I, fire. I'm infinitely more worried about them than. Brooke Shields character in this scene. All you yes. want to do is get Jafar to fucking or whatever his name is to throw that rope down, rescue her so that they can get the fuck out of there. Um uh and yeah, but she does and the cats all probably die. Um I think they had a budget for like seven panthers or something. <laughs> uh seven panthers. <laughs> no, that's a kind of movie I'd watch. Um and then yeah, like I, I was like around this time too. I was like, I guess the whole point of the race was just to get them to this fighting. But was it like, what's the point of anything in this movie? <laughs> well, Jeff, I have a question for you. Yes. And please be honest. I, I try my best to always be as honest as I can with you. Your band Panthers. Named after this movie. Yeah. Yes. Finally. Okay. I finally confess. <laughs> we all now we know he admitted it. Big, so he admitted it. He were big Sahara fans yeah. when we graduated college. Sahara head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just a bunch of Sahara heads. Um, and so yeah, uh, I, like I say, it falls in the almost more offensive to watch it because it wants to be regarded well category. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel less offended by watching something offensive that Cannon puts out because you're just like, yeah, man, it's Cannon. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, you yeah. get used to it. Um, Bag has a poetic ending. Yeah. Eaten, eaten by his own cat. Getting back for all that fire thrown at him. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um, yeah, he, he comes in. The war kind of ends. I guess they win. I just wrote booms. <laughs> I wrote boom Sahara to save the day because I forgot what her name was. Um, <laughs> and then you're back in the race. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah. right. We're really just in this movie. Uh, the German now cares again about winning. Uh, he wants the other German to jump because of dead weight, which is so valid. I remember right when the race starts, you're like, you all are bringing so much stuff. I know you need extra tires and shit, but like. You're going to get weighed down. Why do you have three people in a car? That is That's wild. what I thought, too. Yeah. You got to streamline that shit, baby. You want to win this <laughs> stuff? Beat Ford and Ferrari? Um, yeah, Italy, you are reminded that they're supposed to be goofballs, kind of, and you don't even remember. I didn't even realize that there were Swedes 
that there was a Swedish car. Oh like, yeah! Until the end, I was like, "Okay." It was made out of meatballs. You didn't know that? Oh, I should have. Yeah, and I had the, they, IKEA. the car was made out of IKEA furniture. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's why it fell apart. Um, right. And uh, yeah, why? I don't know which car it was. I was like, "Stop! Help us!" And it really frustrated me because I'm like, "You know, it's a race." Yeah, what? Why would I didn't they understand stop? that? I thought like, did they know something that like they're like, "No, no, stop!" I thought like they they knew something was dangerous ahead where right. all of a sudden we're going to find like a, a sandworm. I don't know. Like yes. something because the way they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you just don't want to lose. What are you? My four year old daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just hate losing nonstop. Yeah. If they were getting attacked by like a shy halud and an old man of the desert, that would be fucking great. But no, they're just idiots. You don't remember what races are like. Yeah. Are no, we're supposed to win. Yeah. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> I would love if somehow Sahara got like sucked into the Fox News Tucker Carlson cycle where they're just like, and all these liberal snowflakes need us to have airbags and seatbelts. Oh, like, right. Look at th- everyone here just crashes and is fine. <laughs> yeah, he goes, look at this uh, this footage from the 20s. There, no- there seems to be nothing wrong here. But of course, the liberal agenda, the what do they call it? The. Um, the woke mind virus. The woke, the woke, mi- mind, the woke virus mind virus will have you believe that you need seatbelts and airbags. Before the choice. before the woke mind virus infected Brooke Shields, making her think she <laughs> needed antidepressants, she seemed fine just slamming into things, even when she was underage. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like... Uh, it's supposed to... In my mind, it feels like it's supposed to have the, like... American tenacity will always win sort of thing. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, he just blew a tire. That was just dumb luck. That was it. Yeah, you it guys was just dumb luck. Just fucking- and then he's like, my tire, technically part of my car, <laughs> right. went across the, the finish line. Comical. Comical ends. <laughs> it is also frustrating that like everyone, like no one has an issue. Like it's hard to not sit there and be like, where's the Air Bud referee? Who's just like, right. there's nothing in the rule books, but literally there is something in the rule books. Like, I don't know what right. to tell you. Um, uh, it's not good or bad. It, it's bad, but it's just like, it's we made the rule. I don't know how you to know tell what? you. You change hearts and minds by yeah. just doing it. Nike, 1920s. USA, Nike, USA, yeah, Nike. <laughs> you know the Nike slogan, just doing it. Just doing that. Yeah, just doing that. <laughs> I did that. I do that. That's Nike. <laughs> Nike. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Black Horse shows up. Uh, her husband isn't there. I just wrote, wait, are they married? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they're like, oh, okay. And then he shows up. And yeah. they are married and now in love. And she won and everything worked out. And I just wrote, okay, sure. That's what Because his uncle was like, don't leave the desert, not for her. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it. I I told you I'd do anything for you. And now you put me in this weird situation. I wanted to go fucking live it up in the 1920s in America. Seriously. Do you realize how much money she has? Well, I mean, and so I mean, it ends with them just riding off into the sunset silhouetted in the giant word Sahara comes up. Correct. How do we think it ended? Like, do we think that they stayed in the desert? Do we think that they did go back? Do we think that she shipped all of her money over there? And now, no. all the, uh, like, no. what? Or, or she just, or she give it away? 
She gave she it gave away. Gave it away. Gave it away. Now. Yes. So, I believe that she gave it all up. Okay. To live in the desert with him. But Jeff, most marriages that happen this way, they don't last. No. God. Eventually, they're going to argue about sand getting into the tent or something you know that he's too lazy you know that he's not as romantic because he doesn't make the bed like he she used to or he used to and exactly you know i'll tell you son i'll tell you son frank about relationships you can't base an entire relationship on daddy issues no because you know why bad daddy don't go away (laughs) that's because daddy ain't a good lover so Exactly. <laughs> Daddy's not supposed to be your lover. Exactly. Neither uh, is mommy, so leave that yeah, shit at the door. It ain't working <laughs> out there because you realize that, oh, no, I didn't replace daddy and mommy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't have I don't have faith in this marriage. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, it's sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brooke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I assume maybe after that they went to that oasis um, again. And uh, he looked at her nipples unencumbered. Um, yeah, that's that's the happy ending you imagine. That's the mid credit scene. You're naked, yes. like the a twelve year old boy, just excited, being like, "Finally!" Yes. And they, yeah, man, that's Sahara. It that's was, Sahara. That's that's Sahara. Uh, it was I only have a couple of things, please. Well, at the beginning, uh, when they're like after her race, and she's like talking about all the stats and stuff, I was like. Her lines are probably written on that clipboard. Yes. It's like a trick where you're like, I, I can't get this line. Just put it on the clipboard because I have to read off the stats anyway. It's probably there. Yeah. And then the way she says, because they're like, buy women. They're like, yeah, so we could buy women. He goes, she goes, buy women. And I wanted to be like, buy women. <laughs> that I was mean, it. I mean, that's not much of an observation. Jumps. No, that's a very good observation. All I can think about is by women now. Uh, Yeah, man, it's it's Sahara. I don't know. Like we said, I do stand behind him. Just it wasn't because it was interesting. I mean, also, again, speaks to what we've got coming. Like I I made a joke on Twitter about that. We're about to record the most boring movie and people kept guessing. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) that one. We got to cover this. we're gonna no one use that it. for like a month of like uh, I don't know uh, the boring borealis. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know because it uh, that's the thing. Like it's it. This is one that I would say is not bad. No, it's just not. It's just so boring. It's like, unremark. I mean, it looks good, and it, it's just kind of unremarkable. It's just astounding how something could look this good and then fall so flat or be so flat. And come from a company that is known for its kind of wild uh, swings and then it not have really any of that. I think that's the thing. Like, I truly like I was like trying to remember if there were any movies that were canon that didn't uh, that, that again were just this kind of boring. Just like I, that. It's it just I just did not care. Uh, uh you know, we always yeah. talk about Messenger of Death being like the most boring Bronson. 
but it still starts with oh. a pregnant woman getting shotgun and then him blowing apart a funeral coffin. Yeah, so there's some <laughs> fun stuff in there, but it's just <laughs> fun stuff. You know what it's I mean? Fun. It is yeah. fun stuff to us monsters. <laughs> um, yeah, Sahara, uh, just fucking boring. But yeah. uh, as for canon rating, this is where we give our canon rating. Uh, out of one to ten cannons, not how good or bad it is. You already know how we feel. Uh, but just how canon is this movie? Probably give it a four. I was gonna go two and a half, even. Like I'm giving it a four because of the behind the scenes drama. Yeah, and like even some of, some of the elements do feel like canon, but it's just like it's not really a. I wouldn't call it a canon essential, even though it was covered in the documentary Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It's just boring. <laughs> if if we uh this is one of the first ones in all this time that if you, we just watched it i wouldn't have guessed it was canon right at all yes like possible like if it was just like it just came on i wouldn't think oh i wonder if this is a canon like there's just something about so i'm gonna up it to three because of the behind the scenes stuff but yeah yeah i i don't uh i don't know it, it didn't it you know what it is besides just like the interestingness of the behind the scenes stuff and like kind of like the monstrousness of Brooke Shields' career. At least with Bolero, we got a great conversation with Kelly Hudson. Yeah. About just the concept of eroticism and sexuality and how it's kind of manipulated through the years and like, yeah. you know, kind of led to and it, like versus Sahara doesn't really lead to much of any conversation. You're just like, yeah, no wonder that's yeah. a waste of money. Um, uh yeah sahara uh I, I i hope you know but i think our our conversation is more enjoyable than the movie i'll say that and it's shorter yeah so there you go there you go well, first for us yeah it truly <laughs> is at that point all i gotta say is frank uh, where can people find us they can find us on instagram and twitter at the canon canon second canon is one in and of course go to patreon.com slash the canon canon help us uh support this podcast uh, you get all those bonuses on there. Early could have been a canons soundtrack videos when we do them. Sometimes bonus commentaries, other little extra goodies, uh, early access to what movies we're doing, uh, special links here or there. But it also will just help us uh, in this stretch yeah. uh, as we figure out where we're going with this. But <laughs> people, until next time, I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is The, the Canon. Canon. Can. Kill the goats, oil the women. 